When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How we doing out there? Welcome to the next installment of the uh, Ben and Christian's Rankings Podcast. I'm Christian Piles, joined by Ben Golden. Ben, I figured, you know, this is a legit podcast, and it requires a, a legitimate intro. So we have we have music now. It's it's music we've used before for Old Flow Radio that Willie hated. So, but I, it's still uh-huh. it's, it's near and dear to my heart, and uh, so I'm bringing it back. And uh, yeah, this this podcast definitely deserves a legitimate intro because it is legitimate. This this uh, the information we're about to dispel, um, and and all, all the rankings changes that that have gone down. So, uh, but first, Ben, why don't we begin with um, I guess a, a revelation I had. I th- I think it was something you kind of always felt deep down. Maybe you didn't express it. Well- to me. Yeah. yeah, maybe not always, but I think it's something that I started to feel, you know, strongly about as the year last year went on, and, and then now you've adopted the same view. But last year was kind of a, a learning experience, I guess. Yeah, so so what we're referring to, it's like, and still I think deep down in my core, uh, part of me doesn't want to take guys out when they're going to be out extended periods of time. I feel like it's like, you're really just giving an incomplete picture of of a, a certain weight's landscape and and the country's landscape at um, you know and at a weight. So it's like, well, I don't want to take these guys out, and that's what happened all last year with Delgado. He was out. He was out. He was out. I don't know. We didn't see him to like national duels, something crazy like that. And you know, and then what happens is they end up holding a ranking that. They earned at the beginning, but it, then they just end up hanging on to it because they haven't lost. But you can't lose if you don't wrestle. So uh, we're, we're changing things up. We're taking out guys that, that we know are going to be out for a while. And that was just a couple. That was Austin Gable of Virginia Tech, Brody Grothus of Iowa, and Hunter Stieber of Ohio State, who was also a guy that was kind of in the rankings despite not really wrestling a lot last year. Um so yeah, I don't know. Do you want to elaborate on that a, a little bit? Yeah, you know, it's 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 always been tough because it's like we don't always get, we often don't get, you know, complete information from the coaches on when guys will be back, and and the coaches might not even, you know, it could be a, a week by week situation for sure. So you can wind up keeping a guy, you know, not knowing, you know, or just thinking, okay, he'll be back next week. We'll keep him in one more week, one more week. 
And we still might wind up seeing some of that, but it winds up like with Delgado last year, it winds up he wrestles like two weekends the whole year before the postseason. And it's, you know, and it's, and he doesn't do particularly, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't do, he doesn't look great. He gets some wins, loses to Alan Waters at National Duels, which isn't terrible. You know, that's, that's not, not bad at all, but, you know, it, it starts to get harder to defend that ranking. We don't think he's the guy that earned that ranking anymore, but we, at the same time, to arbitrarily start dropping him is, you know, not genuine to the rankings. And so just placing them, and same thing with Hunter Stevens, like arbitrarily placing him somewhere, you know, it, it becomes difficult. So, and guys can hang around when, meanwhile, these other guys have been proving themselves. And so I don't know. I think it might still be a little difficult when it comes time to reinsert these guys, yes. but at least we'll, we'll have information. You know, it, it won't be an arbitrary placement in there. We won't have to make some sudden shift. We'll get at least a one match in, you know, or a weekend's worth of matches in to judge them by before replacing them. And it still might be difficult, but right. So that's, that's the decision we've made. And, um, you know, last year, last year was was tough with Delgado, as we talked about, and um, we just want to do it right. We think this is right, you know, and, and we'll see how it goes this year with with those guys out. It's not going to be something where you know you miss a, a match or two, or you miss a, a weekend here or there. We're gonna pluck you out. It's gonna be these extended, um, you know, missed, you know, you know, missing a, a month or two. That's when we're gonna take you out. Not not just for missing a tournament or something like that. So that's we'll, we'll see how it plays out, you know, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, why don't we begin, Ben? Well, let's just do this in weight order, even though I really just want to talk about 141. Um, <laughs> uh, let's wait. In due time. Yeah, in time. Tw- 125, not a ton of, of major happenings. The, our uh, number one guy, Nathan Tomasello, wrestled at uh, the Bill Farrell. Invitational, and he looked good there. And also, uh, Ali Nazir of Arizona State had a really nice showing. He's going to be a 33 pounder for Arizona State. Um, he had quite a quite a freaking tournament there. I mean, he all got on our Even he got on our radar. Beat we beat Tomasello. Yeah, he beat Tomasello, um, and of course, he beat Coleman Scott at the U.S. Right. Open. This was a guy training at like. I don't even want to say the school because I'm just some California some California JUCO junior college. I don't even know if it was a junior college. It might have been, but it wasn't even like D two or D three. I know that. So, um, Sky may be the limit with Ali Nazir. Who knows? So he yeah he had a really nice tournament as did Tomasello. Cruz drops a match to Petrov, which is not unfamiliar to Darian Cruz. He lost to him twice. Um, two years ago, I believe, or maybe he lost to him last year as well. But I know he struggled with Petrov, and he lost once more. And um, that's just kind of Darian Cruz, isn't it, Ben? It, yeah, he can he can be high and low, um, you know, and, and he wound up getting the high finish of his true freshman year. You know, I don't, I don't think – well, first of all, Petrov's a good wrestler. Um, second of all, I don't, I don't think this will be, you know, his – yeah, I don't think this is any – anything bad for Darian or uncharacteristic of him. So it's just, yeah, it's not the worst loss he's had. Right. Ronnie Bressler losing to his teammate really, um, 
I don't know. I, I didn't know what to make of that, honestly. I thought it was, it was kind of bizarre and uncharacter- yeah, you, uncharacteristic of Ronnie. Yeah, it is. It's fallen line, Keegan Collins. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kudos to Keegan for, for taking the two teammates. But, you know, we don't often punish guys that heavily for losing to a teammate. Sometimes we won't punish them at all, like, if they're in a spot in the rankings where, you know, there's a, a bit of a tier change below them, or, you know, we might not drop them. But so this one, I think what Brusser does wind up dropping, he drops from 10 down to 15, um, which is, you know, like I said, sometimes we don't penalize that much at all. But it, in this case, it's not so much as a severe um reaction as it is you have we have a little cluster of guys in there who are pretty comparable um and so it's you know one small little loss can have a a big numeric impact to your ranking without necessarily changing you know our ranking opinion right yeah exactly right you you explained that perfectly well that the, it's a tight group and a small thing can can look bigger than maybe it actually is. So that's 25, nothing major. At 33, Mason Beckman um, falls to 0-2 on the season with a loss to Grim Gonzalez, a, a pretty wild match actually, where Grim, I think, scored three takedowns against Mason, who is a pretty tough guy to take down. So uh, Mason kind of on notice. You know, we didn't punish, yeah. him. We didn't punish him too harshly. You know, you lost to Rossi Bruno, which is not a bad loss. And you, you look at the guys behind him. I still am not ready to pull the trigger and let him fall much further than what we have him. But if it continues, he'll fall substantially with a with another slip up like this. The future could be grim, um, <laughs> like like Grim uh, Gonzalez. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, we maybe see him drop. Uh, I, I, I was inclined to kind of drop him maybe below Dick Camillo, but, you know, the wins, his, Mason's wins are, are too good for that right now for the moment. But Yeah, but that's the kind of drop you can maybe pr- One more predict. loss. And... Yeah, one more, and, and it's probably we're going that direction. Um, Corey Keener back in the mix. He, I think he redshirted last year. He was kind of out of the mix after a really solid season two years ago. Um, he's back. He had a nice win over Rob Rob Deutsch, I believe, and he was solid. And then, um, yeah, so Grimaldo uh, Gonzalez ends up in the rankings as well with his win over Beckman. So, anything to add on thirty three? No, I that's that's just about it. That's it. So here we are. Forty one. We got. Whoa. The first major upset of the year. Would you would you agree with that? Am I right on that? Or was there anything last no, year? No, I, I actually do not think this is even major. Um, I, I when well, I when I, I interviewed Joe, guy losing to I, I really a freshman is th- at this weight with these guys. I'm sorry, I'm I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready to go major there. We Joey McKenna might be the best guy. I mean, we uh, I've just watched Joey McKenna beat guys for so long that. Like him beating Evan Henderson is like, yeah, that's good. I mean, and to be to be fair, you know that match, Henderson really controlled it, um, and it was it was a great takedown from McKenna. Not taking anything away from him, but you know it's I, I don't know how much to make of it, but I'm not ready to call it an upset. And to the point when I interviewed Joy, I was like, is this is this even an upset? I'm not even sure I'm ready to go there. 
Um, just because. Yeah. I'm, well, at least from a rankings perspective. Absolutely. You know, Not, numbers. Of course. Of course. Right. And, but, and, but that's a byproduct of Joey's lack of um, mat time in in the Division One sense more than the ranking. Right. Yeah. I, but yes, yes, in rankings, one hundred percent major major upset. So he goes from fifteen to six. Uh, honestly, it, Joey Joey could have gone just about anywhere, and you could maybe make a case for it. Um, he, he hasn't wrestled very much. No, he had a very good midlands. Losing only to Shy Brown, but beating guys like Jeva and I think I want to say Rodriguez, but I'm I'm speaking just off the top of my head. Uh, and now he beats, he wins the Hokie Open, and he beats number one Evan Henderson. So where, how high do you go? I feel like six is a good, fair point. He's gonna have his opportunity with our new number one Jimmy Gulabon very soon. And right, we're here I'll again. Win in that ben, match probably puts him at number one. Yeah, I think I th- I feel really confident in saying Joey would be number one if he beats. Um, two number one guys before losing. Right. That would seem fair. Uh, but the the thing is, we're, we're kind of back. It's like we started this um, this journey at 141, kind of making waves when we made Jimmy our number one, and we were just kind of calling out for a hero. We needed someone. We needed someone like an Evan Henderson to step in and be that number one guy. We're really... Someone had to be number one, but there's really a, a tough case to be made for anybody. And then our number one guy loses his first weekend of competition. It's like, and now we're back kind of at square one. Yeah, it was kind of like um, in Game of Thrones oh, um, when the guy you know goes in to see Tyrion Lannister, and he tells you know he gives them this big you know spiel, and then he's like, "I will be your champion." That's what Henderson did for us. Oh no! But then. <laughs> Joey McKenna just, you know, comes in and goes the mountain on him and, oh. and ends it real early. So And yeah, and like that match, you know, that that guy was winning big or he was winning. It, it looked all but wrapped up and then his head got squeezed and that was it. Yeah. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, this is like what are you talking about? But um why don't you watch Game of Thrones would be the first the next question. Um <laughs> right. So it's like, were you tempted at all just to be like, let's leave Henderson at one? Um, uh, I maybe the thought crossed my mind, but my first thought was no, that he should drop by losing to McKenna. I think Gulabon's a guy that can be at number one after a loss like that. Um, I I also think Henry. You know, there are guys. There've been guys out there that could sustain that loss and you know stay at number one like a you know logan stever a couple years ago and ruth when he lost to gabe dean we kept him at number one right but henderson isn't that kind of you know he's not that kind of number one um that's not a knock on him it's there aren't a lot of guys who can lose to number 15 and stay at number one and he's not he's not one of them um so i yeah i didn't really have much of that temptation though with this crowd at the top here, it is you know it's ha- it's something that has had to be considered. But I feel all right with him dropping below Jimmy. Yeah. So so Jimmy is is our new number one, and it's like uh, this this is a weight that for, for a variety of reasons we're going to see a lot of changes at this weight. Um, one, none of these guys 
are, are going to earn the number one status and really have those deep roots that, that we talk about sometimes that, that hold you there, that you can endure a loss or you can endure a, a bad weekend and, and hang on to a high ranking. No one is going to establish that, in my opinion, at this weight anytime soon. So we're going to have a lot. You know, Jimmy's probably going to take a loss. And then uh, maybe it's Joey McKenna goes up to number one. But, you know, he's still a freshman. And he could – so I think it's going to be a probably lot. Probably take a lump or two. Yeah. Right, right. So I think we're going to see a lot of different number ones throughout the year because I think uh, if from one to six, seven, maybe eight with Ashnall, I don't think there's a <laughs> – there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of difference between Anthony Ashnall and Jimmy Gulabon, but there's eight spots no. between them. There's eight spots between them, but ability wise, it's like I, you know, you feel good like like any of those guys could pull up. So when that happens, invariably, we're gonna have a lot of number ones. So so get used to the changes at number one, Jimmy Gulabon. Enjoy your time. It's theirs, and as long as you can maintain it, but. Um, uh, Penn State fans, I wouldn't get too too comfortable with Jimmy at number one for very long, just because I think this weight's going to be crazy all year long. Yeah, I I agree. Um, moving down the the forty one rankings a little bit, we had uh, a little bit of a, a mini meltdown in the middle. Not <laughs> I, that's maybe harsh to call it that, but you have uh, several guys in our you have Dan Ness, Todd Preston, Danny Sabatello, and. Zach Haran all lose to guys lower than them. Some of them not too much lower, but you know, nonetheless lower. So those guys all drop a bit. Um, a little, a little flash. Steve Blease. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm going. Steve Blease is is one of those wins. He knocks off Sabatello and Brock Zacharel. Yeah. Um, in the same weekend, you know, Zacharel's not ranked. But, you know, he obviously had a big he, – he's, he's nonetheless uh, a good wrestler in our estimation based on his freestyle results um, over the summer. So that's a, an eye-opening weekend for Belize um, yeah. out of northern Illinois. Um, name, it'll be interesting uh, to see how he builds on that. Yeah, a name I'm not sure I'd ever read in my life. I don't even know if I've read a result of his. The Google loss. It was a Google yeah. loss. He was a Google win. He was a Google victor. Right. He's a Google win, yeah. Yeah, so congrats to him. Welcome him, Tommy Thorne. And Kevin DeVoy um, from thir- 33 is coming up to 41, but he he loses. Um, he has, takes a pretty bad loss to the Arizona State guy. So mm-hmm. his time yeah. at 141 um, could be short. It could be. Could. Uh, it could be. But we'll see. Maybe he'll right the ship here. Uh, moving on to 149, BJ Clagon takes two losses to guys well below him, um, to Heffernan and to Palma. But, and I'm su- uh, I'm not surprised. I'm glad that you agreed that that he should probably only drop one spot. Richardson kind of anchors him with with the fact that the Clagon beat him just a week prior. And right. but I will say that any more tomfoolery out of Clagon and and. Uh, that win will be soon forgotten, and he'll be back into the mix with the uh, 12 to 15 range guys, would you say? Yeah, yeah, depending on who the loss is to, um, for sure. Because those are you know, those are two losses you don't like to see from a guy that 
was as hot as he was at the end of the year and is in the top five of the rankings. And but, this is not necessarily a major departure from, you know, from who he was of, most of the year. Right, most of the year, and which is why he was, and, and you know, we caught a little flack for it, um, for, for where we had him. But um, I'm sorry, he he had some bad losses. He lost to Frisch, uh, Pagdaleo, um, Cobb. You know, he had some bad losses. Zach bites. And these aren't bad wrestlers, but you know he, he wasn't a top four guy. You don't, you, um, yeah. So I stand by the ranking, and him losing to guys like Heffernan and De Palma is not major. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, right. I, I feel all right about him, right where right, right where we have him. So forty nine. Yeah, so also Lake Gardner. Um, Klein's back. He, Lake's been a, a name. Um, he's been in and out of the rankings for pretty much his, his whole career for the last few years, uh, in and out of these bottom parts. He beats Chris Perez, um, out of Princeton to climb into the rankings at number 17. And Langendorfer, kind of a, a bit of an oversight on us. Um, well, no, it was not having him ranked. Right? Well, I, no, uh, it was intentional by me to not have him in. Just because the lineup I got sent from Illinois, it seemed to indicate that Irvin was going to be the guy. Oh, so right. while Langendorfer was far more rankable and had like has better and more recent wins, I should say, because Irvin beat Dylan S once upon a time. But uh, so Langendorfer was the more rankable guy, but I didn't think he was going to be the starter. Irvin was back, so that's why we didn't have him in. Not so much that. Um, over, gotcha. No, no oversight. So we're we're okay on that one, right? He winds. He goes to a respectable number thirteen, which is right about right under Christian Pagdaleal is is where he ended the season last year. So he's right back where he was. Right. So. And then the other entrance to the rankings is Clayton Ream. Um, yeah, he comes in at number twenty. Yeah, Reams at, at twenty. He's I think he might have been ranked for a minute last year, but he's in there now. And we move to one fifty seven. Cody Pack. Um Cody Pack on watch a little bit here. He loses to yeah. uh Atkinson of UVA just down the road here. Um so yeah, he falls after losing to Minotti. Kind of a similar start like we're we're seeing with Mason Beckman. Really similar actually. Yeah. I mean, he, I lost to Atkinson after the Minotti loss, which, you know, Minotti is, is obviously not a bad wrestler. He's a multi-time All-American at this point. But, you know, he wasn't ranked that highly. And, you know, so it's, it's like after those two back-to-back losses, Cody Pack, let me say this. I, I want to say he didn't lose a match like Andrew Atkinson until very late in the year last year, if at all. It might, you might have had to go to the NCAA tournament or, uh, it, you know, to, to get a, a loss because he didn't beat, oh, he didn't wrestle a lot of highly ranked guys, but right. he just beat every, you know, he, can, he was one of, it was an erratic weight, but he was a stalwart of consistency along with, uh, you, you know, not as high flying as Isaiah Martinez, obviously, but you know those two are the guys that weren't losing when everyone else was last year. Um, so that's what enabled Cody Pack to climb high. But now he starts off this year losing, you know, in his, his first two weekends, and in one of those losses at least, 
is questionable. Yeah. Um, so and honestly, Cody, yeah, and looking back, you know, at NCAA's, he lost to Mascola, which is not a great loss to have on your resume. Right. Uh, so he's I, on a slide. Huh? He's on a slide. On a slide of sorts. Uh, three straight. Yeah. We uh, color code their weeks to kind of like indicate like if you get a green, that means you you like beat someone that's ranked ahead of you. If you're red, you lost to someone ranked behind you. And black means you kind of held. So he has three straight red weeks. So that's not good for Cody Pack. But still plenty of wrestling to be done. Plenty of time to write that right. ship. Doug Welch loses to Devin Mary, uh, but beats Luke Smith to kind of hold uh, hold on to a, a slightly higher ranking than maybe would have if he had only lost to Devin. Marsteller is out. And bye bye. Bye bye chance. And who knows when we'll see him again because JoJo Smith beat Ryan Blees and Chance Marsteller decisively. We'll see if they pull that red shirt or not. Um, yeah, it's up to Papa I wonder. Smith. Yeah, uh, I I hope I hope Chance. I don't know if it's a, you know, it, it's just a super hard cut for him, or if it's a weight management issue from just I don't know. I'd like to see Chance, you know, have yeah. a productive year this year, and JoJo be able to redshirt. But we'll you know we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I was really hoping for that as well. I'm a Chance fan. Uh, made no secret of that and wanted to see it. But it's just possible that he just is not going to be effective. I mean, the kid was good last year at 65. And but he wasn't good at 57 last year, you know? Not. So it's like, so it's, maybe it's too low. Maybe it's too low. So that's that for 57. Atkinson comes in, and uh, that's 57. 65, oh, this, is, this is insane, but this is more more than anything – this is an indictment on 165 in general. Jake Faust goes from unranked to sixth. Ben Golden. Uh, I, I I thought I had him in high. Uh, and then you moved him up to six. So you, you just take it away. Yeah, well, I think I think you might have had him in at ninth or tenth below yeah. Rosecop or maybe Garrett Hammond even. I think you had him in under Garrett Hammond. But then I, you know, I was looking at his results, and last year he beat Rose Cops twice. Right. You know, he beat Rose Cops twice last year. So, you know, if he's going to be right there in the conversation with Rose Cops, then he may as well be ahead of him, you know, since he, he beat him twice. Um, and then that puts him right under Tanner Weatherman if he's ahead of Rose Cops. And Tanner Weatherman, you know, is coming off a loss to David McFadden but not only that, Tanner Weatherman has the high ranking that he has because he has a couple guys' numbers. He beats Epperly um, mm-hmm. a couple times last year. And without those wins, you know, he, this is a guy that lost to, to Brad Wookie um, yeah. earlier in the season. You know, he doesn't, he hasn't been that, he hasn't been elite other than, you know, beating um, Epperly and Devontae Mahomes early in the year. He lost to Matt Reed. Um, yeah. And then he lost to Castle at at the NCAA tournament. So it, it's not like Tanner Weatherman's that great. So then we put we say we put Faust over Weatherman. That puts him below Jim Wilson, who Faust just beat head to head. You know, and that's that's his big win. So it, I think the yeah, it's 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 crazy. 
not proud of having a guy go from not ranked to six, but you know, I think I think like you said, it's an indictment of the weight, but it's it's justified by his two wins over number nine Max Rosecop last year, and then those followed up by his win over Jim Wilson uh, just now. Yikes. So it's not pretty to see that happen, but I don't know. This is you not know, pretty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happened here. Um, but yeah. So that's 65. That's Faust. Uh, David McFadden, he looked like the real deal against Weatherman. He lost a tight one to Jim Wilson himself. And, right. uh, yeah, so he, he jumps into the rankings. Decent spot there for the true freshman. At 74, the big news was Bryce Hammond, All-American, two years ago, losing to Nick Key of Appalachian State. So Key comes in to, comes into the rankings. Hammond falls a little bit. Then we've got, yep. got some other guys um, that are moving their way up. Kent, Bernstein, and Jackson. Actually, these guys all drop matches. But Jonathan Schleifer. Right. Schleifer is someone that I knew. Of, I, I watched him at NCAAs last year and thought he was really, really tough. And um, Okay. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with him, but then as I was looking back, he, he was actually pretty decent last year. You know, He, he beat some, some tough guys. Santiago Martinez, Austin Wilson, Adam Fyro. So... You know, yeah, he winds up jumping in a good bit. Of note, um, Nate Jackson loses to Miles Martin, and I'm curious what what this means for Ohio State. What they're what they're looking to do? They had Bo Jordan in this bracket. He wins two uh, big, you know, big lopsided wins. Then he medical forfeits out. Kind of lets Miles take the reins, and uh, Martin ends up with a ranked win. In his first weekend of D1 competition, so it's like, well, what's what's this mean for Ohio State's lineup moving forward? Yeah, what, what's particularly interesting? I mean, that's a that's a that makes got to have to make the staff feel good to see him get that win over Jackson. I don't think that win is the kind of win that has you says, okay, we're pulling the shirt. Right. But I really wonder what you know. What's with Bo? You know, is this just like a, he tweaked something and just precautionary take it out, or because it wasn't like he forfeited in the finals, but you know what I mean, that kind of thing. He forfeited or after like a second round win um, where he gave up a few points. So I wonder if there's something to that. Um, hope, hopefully, he'll be back soon. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that continue to play out. Yes, it so will. welcome. Schleifer and key to the rankings. You go Schleifer. I go Schleifer. I don't know. Schleifer, Schleifer. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, it is. you know what? It's that German thing where the second, uh, the second letter, the second vowel sound is pronunciation. Oh, um, oh really? Maybe. Uh, thanks I've heard for, that. Thanks for the. the... <laughs> Though, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Don't, let's not talk, act like I'm a, a German guy. Yeah, it's, so anyway. you sound like a real authority. Um, at 184, so speaking of Princeton guys, Abe Ayala, Brett Harner, they're going to pull a little switcheroo. Ayala going to come down to uh, 84, Harner up to 97. So the rankings are kind of reflective of that. They uh, Harner wrestled. He had a nice weekend, I believe. Ayala did not, but he will be competing. We'll see him at the Navy Classic, I believe. And also... Um, Jordan Rogers beats Nolan Boyd again, second time in uh, really in the span of a week. So we're putting in Rogers um, and and taking out Boyd, and I think that's the right call. And Rogers 
though he was so highly touted coming out of high school, I feel like he has, uh, you know, a little bit of a label that he's been a, a real bust, but he actually has some decent wins to his credit. And uh, so he's he's a rankable guy. He comes in at 17, not quite as high as we're, I think we had Boyd, but um, improvement all the same. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see which direction Oklahoma State goes, but uh, I'm going to go with the assumption that they're going to go with Rodgers. Yeah. Hey, something, uh, an interesting note here. Abayala was the number seven guy at 197. Um, but coming down to 84, yeah. he slots in. We put him in at, at 16. Um, and, and we're not penalizing him for the weight change. So it's, I think that says something. You know, recall 84 basically returns the entire top 20. So it's, that shows the difference that can exist between weight classes. And frankly, Ayala, he maybe could have been underneath Rogers, but we'll give him maybe the benefit of the doubt from now and see how it continues to shake out. Right. And, you know, we saw this uh, a couple of weeks ago with Brett Farr moving up to 197. He went right. from like 14th to 5th. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just 197 is not as tough as 184, period. And so if you go up, you're going to do well. And the same thing, the, re the reverse happened to Harner. He goes from not that highly ranked at 84 to pretty highly ranked guy at 197. And that's just, that's the way it is right now. So that's the switcheroo there. That's the difference in those two weights. Speaking of 97, Harner in at seven. Nye beats Rodert, um, but loses to Farr. So he passes Rodert. And Anthony Abro falls after a loss to Drake Stein, who makes his rankings debut for the Boilermakers. So that's that's 97. Anything to add there? Not a lot going on. Uh, no. Nope. Not I, uh, nothing. Yeah, not a lot going on there. Not a lot going on at 285 either. Uh, Nathan Butler falls behind Colin Jensen after losing to Jared Johnson of UTC, who actually made his ranking debut as well. Right. So so that's so, that's the changes. That's the... Nothing pound for pound. No pound for pound changes. There were no pound for pound losses. Evan Henderson was not in the pound for pound. And so that's where we are. That's the rankings for week two, a pretty busy week. But um, I feel good about about the decisions we made this week. Be, be sure to um, give us some feedback. Hit us up at Twitter. I'm at CPiles8. Ben is at Ben P. Golden, right? Or B. Gold 1988. Yeah, it's, it's Ben P. Golden nowadays. Oh, wow. You're so, you're so corporate now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from B. B. Gold 1988. So yeah, and uh, yeah, leave us. Feel free to comment below. Make sure you're subscribing, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.